Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right. So uh, this week should be a little interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, Keenan <laughs> yeah. and I picked something to do without knowing the content, and, and we're just going to see what happens. Um, it's The Doom That Came to Gotham, which yeah. came out recently. Yeah, so we're doing the animated one. Uh, yes. It is based off of a three-issue Elseworlds um, series from like that it started in 2000 and went into 2001 it was only three mm. issues but it was by mike mignola and it is based off of it's set in like hp lovecraft which is funny because yeah. it's i they found a way to make gotham darker and <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 special that's special so it's it's based off of hp lovecraft but it's like it was written, I think, by it, it's based off of some a book called The Lurker at the Threshold, which wasn't written by Lovecraft, but I think it was like the guy that wrote it. Uh, I have it in my notes. His name's August Dereth, and I guess he, sure. based on the notes that Lovecraft left, wrote this book. And so it's set in like the world of Cthulhu, and then they based the Doom that came to Gotham off of. The lurker at the threshold and so mm. it's yeah it's very it's very it's very interesting it's very and very different yeah yeah i it's it's not my favorite i'm just gonna <laughs> say it i'm just gonna say it. it's not my favorite and part of it i think is like i don't know sometimes i love magic stuff and sometimes i don't this kind of gets into this like it's 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 weird in a way that just doesn't connect with me as much. Well, I I think what it is too is it's it's really not the Batman that we we are yeah. used to because the thing about the thing that makes Batman so interesting for us is he's a human, no superpowers, and for the most part he's fighting against other humans. And by that I mean they might have some of them might even have superpowers, but it's not something supernatural outside of Ra's al Ghul, where it's like, he's dead, but he's back. He's dead, but he's back. Like yeah. that's just, but that's about as far out as it goes, unless he's crossing over with like Constantine exactly. or in this case, yeah. uh, Jason blood and like Etrigan. And, and so it was very different on top of that. Even Bruce Wayne's story for this is different because he's at the beginning of this, he's been away from Gotham for like 20 years and he's an explorer. Yeah. Um, he's just an explorer. He's just going around from place to place. And, and so it's very different because he's not this Gotham. Isn't this place where it's like Batman protects this city for the most part, the city's fine. Yeah. 
the 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 city is fine until this doom that comes to Gotham. And so it's very, very different. We still have the Robins uh in there. Um yep. yep, yep. It was very interesting how they did them. But it it just it felt very different because these weren't he had the Robins in there, but they weren't like his sidekicks that are like these badass fighters. They're just kids that help him do stuff and help with research. You know, I think I think you're hitting on what bothered me. It, it some stories feel like they just use the names of known characters. <laughs> yeah. This and that's is how one this personally felt for me. If you love it, I mean like I don't get me wrong, I love the like twerks like I loved uh Batman by Gaslight or whatever that one Gotham was. by Gaslight. Yeah. Gotham that by was Gaslight. Great. Yeah. I love that one. So like I I'm I'm not against the twisting of things. And I'm sorry, everybody, if you could tell I'm congested. I j I'm <laughs> trying my best. Uh, but my enunciation is not gonna be great. I'm getting over being sick. Um, but yeah, I, I actually love some of these kind of crossover things, but this one, I think I think you're right. There wasn't enough Batman in it. Yeah. There there wasn't. And it was it almost like you said, it it feels like they took all of these characters and they're like, oh, they're in it, but none of them are the characters that you know. Like yeah. Green, like Oliver Queen isn't going around as Green Arrow. Uh Harvey Dent is running for uh public office. That is there. Uh Commissioner Gordon, uh, he's there, but all of these characters are just different oracles in it but she's not like the crime fighter oracle she's literally an oracle <laughs> uh and, and so that's different um poison ivy's in it but she's like a weird zombie possessed poison ivy e everything's just weird yeah which it's... hey you know i love me some weird but yeah it was just not my kind of weird you know it's it kind of reminds me of if, like, I was watching a regular action movie and then someone was just like, hey, this isn't John McClane, it's Bruce Wayne. Mm. And, and that terrorist right there, that's not Alan Rickman, that's the Penguin. Like, uh, it just felt uh, like they took a story that wasn't yeah. really a Batman story at all and yeah. then just kind of made it. Yeah. But there were there were some really interesting things in it that I did like. So one of the main things is this this story is all one hundred percent magic. It's all magic and mm -hmm. mythical creatures. And uh, Bruce is just this fish out of water because he is just strictly a man of science. And this is that's not a thing. And you can punch anything. Like it's he's he's very interesting in that he is in this world but he doesn't really believe it until the end which is which is funny because you can really get stuck on living by your own rules and sometimes it's hard to undo them when you're really really locked in yeah. on um these are the rules of my world they can't be changed but it happened, it's like it basically happened so much to him that finally he was like, okay, maybe magic is real. <laughs> yeah, he definitely embraces the magic at the end, for sure. And yeah. I, I, I did, so one thing I did like that I think they alluded to a bit in, in a way that 
I guess if you know the original stories, it, it's nice to kind of key it to, but with Oliver Queen and Bruce Wade, there's definitely this legacy component. Yes. That, that I I do think was interesting. I kinda I kinda wish they had delved a little deeper into that a bit. But this Sorry. whole kind of sense of how much do you have to live by uh what you're uh, what your father did, whether it's atoning for it, whether it's yes. building off of what they've done. Uh, so like how much does the son have to follow in the father's footsteps or uh, essentially fix what the father has broken? You know, that he, uh, Oliver Queen was one character that I really honed in on watching this because he, he was the most, to me, he was the most interesting character yeah. because you see him, he's like, borderline alcoholic it seems like mm -hmm. and he's just at one point he gets drunk and he's just like talking about how great bruce is and how <laughs> sorry he is for the sins of his father because basically yep. in this universe oliver queen's parents are the ones responsible for the murder of the waynes and he's the one that's living with that guilt because he's such close friends with Bruce and he hasn't told him. And it's just, it's interesting. I, it's having secrets can eat at someone. It, they, oh, yeah. they really, they really, really can. And you don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like the same person because it's this huge weight. It's, it's just another kind of baggage. Like the, mm -hmm. the same way that I feel like you can have trauma that's baggage or go through a breakup and that's baggage holding on to a deep dark secret mm. like that is i feel like another form of baggage and you can just see it just like all over him throughout the entire yeah. movie until he confesses well and there's the the word secret i think even kind of hits on on something because you're not going to tell everything, everyone. Wait, sorry. You're not going to tell everyone <laughs> everything all the time. Right. Uh, first off, it's it's just physically impossible or <laughs> temporally impossible. There's not enough time and energy and everything in the world to be able to do that. Um, also, not everyone needs to know stuff. So, you know, you kind of prioritize who needs to know what. Uh, you also there just might be certain people that understand who can or who can take information differently. But right, there's a difference between oh, I just haven't told someone something, and oh, I'm keeping, I'm holding a secret from that yes. person. It like there's an importance to that that you're placing on it, whether whether it it needs that importance or not. Uh, sometimes we hold things in and we we keep it secret, and it. Uh, it doesn't have to be and we're actually putting a lot more we're actually putting a lot more value onto it or yes. pressure onto it than is necessary and the other people actually can handle it better than we think yes. um, other times it might be something like hey telling your friend yo my parents uh they're why your pa your parents are dead like okay yeah that i get it. i get why uh you're the, a little concerned yeah. about that one you know um but when it comes to a secret holding something in that that's something where you're creating this this boundary between you and someone else, and a lot of times that can pull for you. You were mentioning guilt, so guilt related to what the situation might be. Um, it can also 
really bring on a lot of loneliness and this sense of people cannot understand me because there's this information that they do not have. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. And it's, you know, part of me wonders how he was before Bruce came back, because uh, uh, apparently, according to this, Bruce had been gone for 20 years. Uh, Bruce had been gone for 20 years, and I guess he just picked up orphans along the way. Like, uh, you know, he's as still, Bruce yeah, does. As Bruce does, <laughs> right. That's just his thing. He's like, oh, you don't have anything to do. Come along. Um, but And he's just been on the move. But it, part of me wonders if this reaction is because Oliver's like, all of it just kind of came back to him because mm. you can hold on to a secret and it's easy to hang on to a deep, dark secret if the people involved aren't around. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, if I have a deep, dark secret, I'm, it's not going to bother me at Walmart or at the gas station. But if I'm at like the family reunion, it's like, <laughs> oh. Well, it depends uh, on the secret. Right. But what you're Definitely. getting at, yeah. what you're getting at is what. What 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 do, what do we tie into something? Yeah. So what what triggers me to think about this thing? And then when I think about it, it kind of layers on all the stuff we were talking about, you know, guilt and feeling bad and all that stuff. And so uh depending on what that secret is, some secrets unfortunately a lot of stuff might bring it up. Maybe going, I don't know, there there might be something about like being a, just around people in a public space, for example, that makes you think of whatever it is you're holding back. Yeah. And then a place like Walmart, yeah, you're going to think about it. Yeah. But um, you're absolutely right. When it comes to kind of the things that we, we choose to hold in, there are going to be certain scenarios that just ping for us to be reminded that we're holding yeah. whatever it is back. Or, yeah. oh, I am a secret keeper of something. What does that say about me holding this secret? Some secrets, we might feel um, courageous. We might feel important. We might feel, um, we might feel ph philanthropic. I mean, there are some times when, when holding a secret is really important or helpful. Uh, unfortunately, there are secrets like this one that, that he's right. holding. And so when he's reminded of it, um, you're absolutely right. I, I, I think you're totally right that when Bruce comes back, that complicates things for him because it does. Bruce is just so directly involved with the secrets he's holding. But at the same time, he definitely seemed that like he was still a lush, like <laughs> yeah, before <well>. Bruce <laughs> got back. And so it also kind of reminded me of how these, how a life event can just completely change yeah. who you are. Like having that secret completely shifted him to this point where part of me wonders if he was just trying to drink that thought away. Like, uh, oh, maybe. if I just keep this party going, if I just keep it moving, this will be fine. It'll be great. This is gonna, I'm going to be great. This is going to be fine. Hey, pass me a shot. Let's do another or, shot. This is awesome. <laughs> or this will never be fine. This will never be great. So right. screw it. Pass me the shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So yeah, there's multiple ways you can definitely look at this. There are multiple ways he could end up there. But yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure on Oliver Queen. And he talks um, he talks about the sins of the father or the sins of the son. So he's also not just he he's not just holding these secrets. He also feels responsible 
for what has been done by his family before him. Yeah. And which is a complicated thing. Uh, you know, on the one hand, you think, wow, you know, uh, let, let's let's take there, there's a lot of like racial traumas, for example, that are passed down generation to generation and our systems are very complicated and there's there's racist stuff and how our systems are set up because of all of this. And one of the healing things could be essentially all of us as descendants of where this stuff came from, acknowledging it and taking ownership where we can, where it might be appropriate so we can move forward. And so in some ways, what he's saying makes sense. You know, just because the responsible party is gone, there's still healing that needs to happen. So who's going to do that? Right. And at the same time, he does act in such a way that it almost feels like he's not just taking ownership because, hey, that was my dad. That was my parents. Let me let me help re- uh, rectify this. It almost feels like he almost is taking personal responsibility. Well, and, you know, another another way to look at it, another one other way that I looked at it, too, is it's not just the secret. It's also the the fact that he is pretending to live in a regular world when mm. he knows that in reality, magic is real and yeah. these monsters are real and people live for 300 years because of curses and all this stuff. <laughs> but he's just like, oh, no, I'm a regular rich businessman that drinks a lot. And he's yeah, basically living in only that part of the world when he knows what's mm-hmm. really going on. It's almost like he's living in the matrix and pretending that he's not in the matrix. Ooh, right? that's a good analogy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and, it's interesting. You know, and different people are, are better or worse at this sort of thing. And I would argue that Oliver Queen, I, I, I think, tends to be a character that is better at this sort of thing, but... He's doing so much of it, it just, it's going to have a cost no matter what. But I think a lot of people would have broken down faster in his shoes because he tends to be kind of a compartmentalizer in a way, right? So how do I essentially allow these worlds to exist to pretend that they're not there? How do I maneuver things, knowing certain secrets, but not allowing other people to know them? Like... These are very complicated things that he's working through. And I think his character has actually been able to do it very well, but it came at a cost. And for him, that cost was his own, just his health and well-being degrading over time. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, and it's, yeah, because that was his story. And then on the other side of that, you have, Bruce learning about the matrix, right? If I stick with that <laughs> analogy, he just he's slowly consuming yeah. the red pill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like slowly consuming, like, oh wow, that happened. And then this happened. And this yeah. is okay. Maybe I live in a world with monsters and demons yep. and all this crazy stuff. And I just need to give into it. And it, it seems like that's what the movie really is uh about. I don't, I never read the comic and so i don't know how they differ but it seems like the movie is all about him basically coming to the point of 
okay, this this stuff is real. And in order for me to stop this force, I actually have to give in to it. Um, yeah. It's it's very it's very dark. It's very bleak. And <laughs> it's still so weird. It's still really it's so weird. weird. It, uh, like, thanks, you know, like Kafka, you know, you wake up as a roach. Like, that kind of stuff's just a bit far for me in terms of the, when the symbolism becomes the actual, like, reality. Right. It's just sometimes a, a bit much for me. And like you know, like Batman becoming an actual bat. It's like a little, I don't know. But but you know, there's some people I bet that love this sort of thing. Because if you love that kind of like like odd fantasy stuff, yeah. uh, like the H.P. Lovecraft, like we're talking about, this might be right up your alley. Um, and I yeah, I think that's what it, I think it was built for people that love H.P. Lovecraft and also love Batman because this isn't yeah. like Lovecraft was it, it, he's it's never really been my niche of niche of forte yeah. like it's never been my thing and so I was really excited to like jump into this and it it was more in my opinion it was more Lovecraft than Batman and so yes. it was yeah it it just kind of it was just very, very different, but I did, I enjoyed the visuals. I enjoyed the way the characters looked, and I do love that uh, Talia and her dad are still hellbent on, yeah, like, <laughs> on this, like, they're, they're still bent on this one thing where they're just gonna change the entire world, whether people like it or not. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be for the betterment of society, or it's gonna be for its destruction. Like, they're still they they fit right in. Like oh, yeah. They... <laughs> oh, yeah. They're doing their thing. And yeah. also, I do want to give a shout out. I know Keaton would not have noticed this, uh, but Lucius Fox, uh, the guy who plays Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager, voices uh, Lucius Fox. And I oh, did enjoy wow. that. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I know. Yeah. You don't know any don't even... any of the yeah. words coming out of my mouth right now. Inter Enterprise. Uh, but some people out there will appreciate that. <laughs> I know that word. Enterprise. That's, that's one of the words. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, this was this was Voyager. It was a different spaceship. Wait, so oh, there's Star Treks that don't have uh, an Enterprise. Uh, so there are different ships. So Enterprise is one ship. So like the original Star Trek was on an Enterprise. Star Trek Next Generation was on an Enterprise. Uh, right. There's actually an Enterprise show that was on an Enterprise. Uh, but then you have other ones like Voyager, which is on Voyager. And the Picard, they kind of hop around to different ships. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Someday, Keaton. Someday, I'll bring you over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, you know. Like, uh, you know, you have some things I'm not into. I have some things you're not into. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the way of the I, world. I will. I will. I prom. I, I'm making this promise now. Oh. I will delve in. You're hearing it right here on the podcast now. I <laughs> promise that I will delve into your 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 trek stuff all right all right yeah nice. we'll just have to find the right the right moment yeah. yeah actually next season might be the right moment. we we can't wait to tell you guys about next season it'll be fun we're almost done with this season and we then we'll are. move on to next season season yeah. four um so yes maybe we can do star trek next season definitely definitely um there was something else that i wanted to uh talk about with uh with this and one of the mm. things that i think was really funny was 
at no point does Alfred seem shocked with anything. And yeah. it's yeah, like <laughs> he comes in, he's like, wait, there's a there's a zombie in the meat freezer. Oh, okay. Like he's never faced. <laughs> and it's really it's really funny because like like I said, these are people being introduced into a magical world. And it just made me realize like I feel like everybody knows someone where no matter what the news is that yeah. you give them, they kind of react the way that like Audrey Plaza does in Parks and Rec, where it's like, oh wow. <laughs> that's crazy like it's just and it's like you're 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 like animated and flat, flapping your arms in the air like oh my god this is nuts and they're just like yeah that's something like that was alfred throughout <laughs> this entire thing he was just like eh, i'm not it it's it's fine whatever end of the world i'll have tea it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. like he's <laughs> you know that's pretty on the nose for alfred i'll i'll give them that one yeah um and then they did harvey it really strange like he caught a disease that turned into a portal it kind yeah. of felt like stranger things by the end with his story it's yeah. i want everyone to see it and then talk to us about it on like instagram and facebook because it was very <laughs> it was a very very different one and then yeah like you said at the end bruce turns into a giant bat but it's not man bat because it's like a supernatural aura bat that can defeat supernatural forces it was but it's not like man bat because man bat is actually in it earlier kurt langstrom's in it and he's not man bat and so it's it's a, it's weird it's a it's lot weird. it's a lot going on it's and... a lot yeah uh, <laughs> so so keen uh would you say that the a lot that was going on was that helpful for your adhd brain or harmful for your adhd brain because I found it really hard, and I usually could concentrate pretty well. I couldn't focus on it. I couldn't focus. It was one of those things where, like, they they it jumped around a little bit too much for me. Like, it jumped. Yeah. I couldn't. I it. Despite me being all over the place, it's always good if I still have like a straight line to focus on. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't this, feel like there was a straight line in there. Yeah, this this really didn't. This really didn't have that. Um. And I think it was because they, this could have been drawn out if the the movie probably could have been twice as long and probably twice as better if they had like drawn out some of this uh. plot lines. But like it, from the very beginning, it felt really far-fetched when they were like, oh, Bruce hasn't been back to Gotham in 20 years. And when he gets back, everyone's like, oh, hey, Bruce. And I'm like, <laughs> He's been gone on a boat for 20, 20 years and... Everyone's just like, oh, Bruce, welcome back. Hey. Yeah. Like, what? Like, that's kind of strange, right? Like, it, like if I, like, <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Last time we saw you was before 9-11. And now here you are back. Hello. How are you? Like, it, I'm like, come on. Like, this, it just, it feels <laughs> like they just, it was too fast. They just. They, I feel like they, they could have just definitely flushed some stuff out because, like I said, I like the Green Arrow stuff yeah. and how they actually tried to like flush out his story a little bit. But you that's pretty what? much the only one you get. You know what? This should have been a Green Arrow story. It could have been. It could have been. It would have been better. Because he ends up becoming part of the Knights Templar. I think. Yes, like, he does something with knights and stuff. It's so weird. He actually, I mean, like the way we talk about him, it, it almost seems like he's the main character for us. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because 
Bat Bruce isn't very interesting in this one to yeah. me. He's not really interesting to me. What's interesting is what they do with the side characters, which is very different. Like, for example, all the Robins in this, they're just red shirts. They're just, like, there to, like... <laughs> hey! Hey, look at that hey, Star Trek I know, term. I know, so I know things. I know things. <laughs> See? Yeah. But, yeah, he's... Yeah, they're, they're just they're just there to be basically cannon fodder because they they show up, they <laughs> die horrifically. Yep. Uh, and then the story just moves on and everything's just like, oh, okay, back to the story. Um, and then... There's but there's Kylie who's like a new Robin-y kind of situation. And so she just yeah. gets to watch everybody die. Um, yeah. But I and think she lived to the end. Yeah, because she was so she's she was supposed to be based on Cassandra Kane. Um she was? Yeah. I think that's who oh. yeah, because they because I think her name was Kylie Kane. And then li- like um because one of the Robins, I think his name was Sanjay, but like Sanjay uh, Todd, but it was like Jason uh, Todd. I, I see think, what they're doing there. Okay. Yeah. See, that's how these they were did too it. subtle. So, see, see, these were too subtle. You've got to be like, my name's Robin. Ro- oh. Sorry, I had we to have, throw that in there. That was that I, was for those of you that might not realize <laughs> it yet. That was the worst part of Dark Knight Rise. Okay, it might not have been the worst part. There's so many parts it that was are a, it was worse. A bad part. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to do Dark Knight Rises on this podcast. And honestly, this, you know what? I can appreciate the doom that came to Gotham because it wasn't as bad as the Dark Knight Rises. I said it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, have, I have so much beef with Feisty that movie. Over here. I have so much beef with that movie. But... I'm sorry. I had to I had to throw that in there. Um yeah. but yeah, the that there were subtleties in there I did not catch with that. Um, yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. Well, yeah, like you wouldn't have even I don't yeah, there's they're just like, look, she's green. I'm like, okay, I guess that's poison ivy. Then you go to the credits and they're like, yeah, see, that was poison ivy. You caught it. She was green. <laughs> like, oh, that guy's blue. Maybe he's Mr. F- yep, yep, that's Mr. Freeze right there. Yeah, and it's, it's penguins so... naked in the Antarctic or wherever. Yep, that was weird. <laughs> really set the tone. <laughs> it was like the first thing you see in the movie. Uh, yeah, really set the tone. But I, yeah, it was an inter- it was an interesting watch. I definitely had to watch it more than once because I was like, the at the end of the first time, I was like, what just <laughs> happened? We're gonna have to run that back, right? How and am I, I supposed to talk about this on the yeah, podcast? <laughs> yeah, I ended up analyzing myself. I'm like, is it bad that I need to rewatch this? And it's like, no, Keaton. Everyone's different. Get your bearings. <laughs> start it from the top. And let's try this again. <laughs> and 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 yeah, it's it's funny because you know, a lot of the times I'll I watch stuff and I'm like, oh, this is good. Take my notes on it. That's that. The first yep. time I watched this one, I looked at the notes and I was like, it was just a bunch of proper nouns. Like I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot. I'm like, Gotham's in it, okay, and Cobblepot, okay, he's there. And like afterwards, I'm and there was one of those funny s shapes that we all drew on our paper in the 90s like it was one of those was up there uh (laughs) but yeah the notes were all over the place so you guys don't hear this side of things usually but some sometimes keaton and i we're going to something we're like oh yeah there's a lot of good stuff to talk about here it'll be great then other times one or both of us are like uh i don't know 
know. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, and it's really interesting when both of us go into it, like this one, where we're like, oh, no, yeah. we'll just kind of see what happens. And, you know, I think it's just, it's a really good practice of just, uh, you know, not not focusing on on how it's going to turn out and just going along for the ride. Because if we were worried about how these things were going to turn out, we wouldn't have started recording the podcast in the first place. So. Yep. Sometimes you just end up with gems like the dude that came to Gotham. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just drive. Let's just drive. Let's see where we end up. It'll be it'll be a great adventure, which is exactly what this movie was. It was, hey, let's just let's just do it. Let's just yep. stick Batman in a, a a Lovecraft novel and just see what happens. And and I kind of want I want it to become a thing. I want to see how far they go with it. Like, look, mm. now Batman is in Oz and he's fighting with the Tin Man. I'm like, okay, that's fun. And look, now Batman is in the Lion King universe and he can turn into a hyena. Like, hey, I, I want to see how much, I want to see all of the different places where we can just fit Batman. Because honestly, watching this, it made me realize he would be perfect for the Stranger Things universe. I'm like, I want to see Batman fight Vecna. I think well and, and don't they it. have don't they have one with Dracula? Am I making that up? No, I think that is a thing. I do yeah, there is I, I want to say there is a Batman with Dracula. I mean he works with he works with Constantine and Etrigan enough now that like yeah. it's like oh whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course you know the the Gotham by Gaslight, you know you've got your Sherlock Holmes and oh, well there's yeah. deceased you know, the oh, zombie yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, and it's a really cool concept. And it once is. again, if you love HP Lovecraft, this might be right up your alley. But Keaton, I do think you hit the nail on the head with it just Yeah, it, it the characters don't feel quite connected enough to their yeah. original characters. Yeah. Um, and the plot line just there's just not enough of it. I think I think the the weird quirkiness maybe if that's your thing maybe you're used to kind of how that maybe the plot flows different with that sort of stuff and you're used to it so this is like you know you follow it perfectly but i i'm with you keen i had to pause and rewind on this an unbelievable amount i've never had to do that so much (laughs) with one of these animated movies were (laughs) Were you able to come up with a mindful nerd moment for this one? <laughs> um, so is it I, mindful rewinding? <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe <laughs> that might have that might have kind of been what I came up with. Uh, uh, <laughs> the only thing the only thing I could come up with was yeah, like losing and the, therefore like regaining your focus as, yeah. <laughs> as you're watching. Uh, I mean, we could do something. Uh, where we, I don't know, did some sort of visual with uh, somebody like uh, uh, we could be Batman, Bruce Wayne turning into a bat. There we go. Could be cool. Or uh, <laughs> what a, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Uh, could be Oliver Queen, like in his like uh, uh knighthood armor. Uh, <laughs> I think if anything else comes to mind, I don't know. What do you, What do you think? Do you want to be Bruce Wayne turning into a bat? Um, do you do you want to practice focusing, refocusing on watching the the movie? What what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I got yeah. I'm drawing. I'm drawing blanks this let, time. 
let's let's go weird. <laughs> let's embrace the weird and okay. and let's turn into bats. Okay, let's turn into a let's bat. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're man-sized bats or people-sized bats. Okay. Okay. We're going to do it. All bat, right. Bat therapy. Bat therapy. Exactly. There we go. There you go. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So, you know, you know, you know the deal here. Um sit straight but comfortably. Uh, close your eyes if you're comfortable with it. Otherwise, just, you know, uh, softening your gaze, not looking at anything in particular in the room. And just start with focusing on your breath. Just noticing what it feels like to breathe in and out. Using this as an opportunity to really focus in and listen to my voice as I lead you through this mindful nerd moment. And I want you to imagine that you're Bruce Wayne in this quirky little world that we've been talking about, and you've decided to embrace magic. And so with this, you embrace the magic and you say, you know what, in order to help Gotham, I will become a bat. And I want you to imagine feeling your metamorphosis. Feeling your body shifting from what you know familiar as being a human being and it's shifting to something foreign, something different for you, being a bat. Some things you might notice is your face elongating, your your nose getting longer, your mouth getting longer, your ears extending outward. Forming webs between your hands and your, your fingers, and then between from your arm down uh, your sides, forming into wings. Other things you might notice is a change with your skin, noticing kind of a, a tickling feeling as some fur starts to come out all over your body. You notice the brown coloring that comes with that fur and you look at the webbing and all of the changes that are happening for you as you also feel your spine curling over in a new direction and you move around a little bit just trying to get used to it not trying to judge it you might notice things like fear or apprehension uh, you might also notice things like excitement or freedom and you just notice kind of what feelings come to you and, and notice how it feels to move around as your body is changing and, and notice how just your movements change as well. What, what feels comfortable to you? And when you're ready, you, say, you think to yourself, okay, let's do this. And you push off of the ground, flap your wings, and you begin to fly up into the Gotham night sky. When you're ready, we're going to switch from being bat back to being human. So when you're ready, just kind of gently land somewhere in Gotham. You know, we don't, we don't want our bat cells to just kind of end up uh, in a weird space. So, so pick a perch, land there. And when you're ready... I want you to start shifting from being in Gotham back to being where you are now, where you're seated, listening to the podcast. And I want you to 
shift back to focusing on your breath and noticing what it's like to feel like a human, maybe moving your body a little bit, feeling, okay, here's those movements back, you know, back before the transformation. And when you feel ready for it, open your eyes and we will wrap up the podcast. So how, how was that HP Lovecraft turning into a bat? That was really weird. That was really weird. That was That's really what weird. we were going for. Sweet. Yeah, really weird. I think, you know, I think this one might have worked in reverse. Oh, interesting. Better. Like maybe like, oh, wow, I'm a bat, but now I'm becoming normal again. Because I think about, you know, I think about sometimes like how you're having such a crazy day and you're spazzing out and you like, it feels where it can feel werewolf-esque sometimes, yeah. I think. And then suddenly you're just like, okay. I'm calming down. Uh. I have coffee. I've eaten something. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. interesting. Like, so yeah. for you, it sounds like the turning into a bat. You actually, there were certain. It sounds like expectations or or beliefs that you had about like, hey, uh, here here's what I relate to being a bat, and it sounds like a lot of those kind of. Uh, tougher times where yeah. yeah we feel a little less human or that part of yeah. our brain's not working because we're all over the place yeah um yeah you know that's a very interesting point and someone totally could actually that's actually a really interesting um idea where let's say let's say you're feeling frantic and all over the place or you're hangry or you're <laughs> you're feeling a little beast like in some way and you think to yourself oh it'd be good if i kind of tried to step back a little bit you could. You could imagine yourself as the bat shifting back into Bruce Wayne. Or imagine yourself as a bat shifting back into yourself. Uh, yeah. That's a really interesting way of using that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I yeah, I think I think we that's I think you're gonna need mindfulness to watch uh watch this one. I really, really <laughs> want our listeners to watch this movie. I, I really want y'all to watch it. Yes. Don't, don't pay too much to watch it, but like watch it. Maybe Redbox. <laughs> it might be at Redbox. Or by the time this one comes out, it might be on HBO Max or something by now. But yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like I would I would buy it, but that's because I'm a collector, as you can see. Like I would get it for that reason, just to be like, y'all, I have it. But <laughs> I don't know if I'll drift towards watching this one again because I gave it two watches and it was weird every time. <laughs> so I I won't drift back to this one, but I would love to find people who love it because yes. this is one of those this is one of those movies that I that I go that wasn't for me. But I think I would be fascinated to talk with someone who loved this. Right. Because I'd love to hear what they saw and what they connected with that I just don't get. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, my friend Richard. He loves uh, Lovecraft. He, like, all of that lore, lore and stuff like that. He really yeah. loves it. And so I would, yeah, I'm going to definitely get him. Yes. Uh, get him to watch it i don't know he might not be talking to me right now after how we made fun of green lantern uh but you know, we'll see uh, <laughs> you gotta have thicker skin if you want that willpower 
Yeah, and Green Lantern wasn't in this, so congrats to Green Lantern. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.